You're listening to a Countout Podcast. I don't know how I did that, but I hurt my thumb real bad. <laughs> Fix the thing now. Fix so me. I don't have to hear it myself. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Welcome, everybody, to <laughs> Ring Post Radio. Uh, we're coming off of a hot wrestling Dontaku. Uh, we got a very interesting show for you. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm excited. I'm Ryan Knightsey. I'm, I'm Ryan Excited Knightsey. And with me, as always, is Scotty in the No Edwards. Full disclosure, everybody. I have no idea what happened on the New Japan show outside of the semi-main event and the main event. I don't know the best of the Super Juniors lineup. I don't know. Okay, I'll admit, I do know that Luke Gals and Carl Anderson were there. And I do know who won the tag titles. But other than that, I have no idea what happened. Don't you also know the junior title? Oh, yeah, I know that, too. So you know like, everything. <laughs> but, like, that's not a problem. Like, no that's one true. feels that's a problem. That's true. The, the tag team titles is a living problem we now have. Yeah, so we got an exciting show for you. Of course, we're going to be talking a little bit about wrestling Dontaku, which just happened this morning. Say that ten times fast. Dontaku. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the, before that, we're going to talk about the best of the Super Juniors lineup, something you and I are excited about that, as Scotty just said, he does not know. He does. Scotty does not know. You're about to get a live reaction from Scotty. The fact that Ryan is lineup. excited has me excited. Yeah, baby. Get right into it. Uh, we're going to be talking about NXT cuts. Uh, cut a couple of crucial people, I felt. Uh, talking about Stardom Cinderella Tournament Finals. Um, who, we, who has worn a dress? I guess that's the teaser. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the news from Noah, plus uh, yeah. the main event between uh, the, the vacant title and all the stuff that's surrounding that. Uh, oh, yeah. So we got Dang a lot it. to get to. But like I said, we're still not starting off here, folks. Best of Super Juniors final. I want to get into it. You want to get into it. Scotty, I know for a fact, wants to get into it. Ooh. He's prepped. He he got a, he has a span on because he is ready to get into it. Woo! So um, I I just okay. I'm gonna ask you a few questions before you just start blo- blabbing names on me. Sure. Um, two blocks. Two blocks. Two blocks. How of, many people per block? Two blocks of ten people. Each. Oh, we're up to ten. Okay, that's all I need to know. That's okay, good, that's a good number. That's increasing the blocks a little bit. I'm currently injecting into my veins as we speak. Um, yeah, so obviously we're all very excited that Best of the Super Juniors is coming up uh, starting May 15th. Two weeks from today. Two weeks from today uh, with live ringside English coverage on New Japan World as well. So we have two blocks, an A block and a B block. Scotty, uh, before I tell you the names, who are... Who are some people that you are expecting? Who are some people that you really want uh in this so that, so that the audience can have an understanding if they didn't hear um, last week an understanding listen, of what you're looking for if i didn't get who i wanted i will be okay because the way you're making it sound is i will be okay um uh, i absolutely wanted dragon lee i didn't expect dragon lee but i wanted dragon lee 
Um, obviously, I expect like, you know, Haromu and Desperado and Taiji Shimori and Akira. I also expect Akira. This should probably be his debut. Uh, but all I wanted was Dragon Lee. Everything else was going to be like, okay, if I don't get Dragon Lee, make up for it with everyone else. So that's what I'm hoping for here. Well, there's there's certainly some surprises in this lineup. So let's start <laughs> off with it. Talking the A block. Give me, a block. You no, know, just give me give me your quick thoughts on everybody as I say right. these names. Ready? So, All right. There's obviously some obvious ones. We're gonna be talking about Hiromu I'm Takahashi. I'm about to leap out of my chair. <laughs> Hiromu Takahashi is uh, an A block. Instant favorite, huh? Instant favorite. Every last year. year's winner. Taiji Ishimori. Back to back winner, right? I believe so. Uh, also, Taiji Ishimori. Taiji Ishimori. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Taiji Ishimori. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruski Taguchi. Ruski Taguchi. All right. I can see what you're doing here. <laughs> you're going. You're get it, I'm getting it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Start. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I and, expected these. And show. Oh, same block. I dig it. Same I think block. The same bl- was it one block last year? Yeah, it was. I think, it, yeah, last year, I believe, yeah. it was one block. I was like, they faced each other last year, but it was just one block. Mm-hmm. Right. So I can see that being a opener or a closer to the yeah. uh, to the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Okay, he's good. I enjoy him. All right, all right. And here we start going into it. So that was six. That, that was six. That was one, two, three, four, five, six. Correct. So you have four, four people. That means four. Okay. In this block. Here we go. Uh, also in a block, we have Francesco Akira. Nice, nice. I like him in there. We knew him. That's going to be great. We also have, from New Japan Strong, Clark Connors. Yeah! Woo! Happy for that guy. Let's go. That's great. Awesome. Hell of a start. We also have, from New Japan Strong, Alex Zane. <laughs> All right. I wasn't expecting a. <laughs> I wasn't expecting. That. I didn't know he was on New Japan Strong. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Oh, well, good for him. Independent wrestler, New Japan Strong. Shout out Alex Ari Zane. Sterling, if you know, if you know. Yeah. Alex Zane. Uh, All right, that's cool. He's good. He's cool, and I honestly, I think he is the. Uh, not, he's not a dark horse or anything. He's underrated, and I think he would do great in this lineup. I mean, him. Zane against yeah. like Ishimori, Zane against Hiromu. Um, I, I will say, so far there's not a bad name in this block. No, and like, well, the, every and the every matchup name. I'm excited for. And the last name in this block from Impact, your X Division champion Ace Austin. Yeah, so that's a win. Full block that's a win for the full block. You have Rusuke Taguchi, Yo, Clark Connors, Hiromu Takahashi. Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Ace Austin, Alex Zane, Francesco Akira, Taiji Ishimori, and Sho. Did I not, did I not spend my entire last week saying how Ace Austin's underrated and you know this guy should be uh, getting more chances? Well, this is a hell of a chance. I know they teased it on Impact um, this week, mm-hmm. but you know I, I, you never know. They could just that could just be Impact being Impact. Um, now we know why he has the title. Because he's going over there, and he's going to, you know, have it on while he's wrestling in the best of the Super Juniors. And I am excited. I am excited. That is a name that I wanted to hear. This is a great block. You have two of the big names of New Japan's junior division already with Hiromu and Ishimori. You have, 
you know, Rapongi 3K, which, you know, obviously they're not together, but that's a big story anyways. You got Kanemaru and Taguchi, who are great veterans. You got Akira, who's instantly a favorite, I think, going into this. And then you have the three coming over in Zane, Clark Connors, finally, mm-hmm. and Ace Austin. I think that's a hell of a block. Yeah. Uh, the fact that, one, he, Ace Austin has the title is very interesting because they're showing off the Impact brand. But also, you know, maybe that means some juniors could be headed over to uh, to uh, Impact. You know, you never know. You never know. Oh, yeah. Certainly, probably some of the American ones like Zane and Clark Connors. I'm very excited to see Ace Austin in this tournament. I think he's going to absolutely kill it. Yeah, I think he. I think he's going to go do well. We're not going. I don't. I mean, I'm not. I have no idea who's going to win any of this. We'll get more a better idea of that when we get actual matches down the line. But right off the back, this block is solid. Um, but a lot of people are saying Block B is even better. Holy fuck! <laughs> oh man. There, okay. I, people are saying that block A. I get the sense that like block A is like your storyline block, and block B is your here we go block, your boy howdy block. If that's the boy howdy block, then my god, what a tournament! Because I was pretty boy howdy about the first one. All right, well, you want to get into block B then? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Block B, the best of Super Junior 29, which next year is 30. Big 3-0, so that's going to be exciting. Um, so block B, we have El Desperado. Nice. That's a good good ace for the block. We have Bushi. We have Master Watto. <laughs> Scotty. <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> Again, people are saying Block B is better. I heard that too. That's why I'm waiting. We got Doki. Uh, Doki's nice. Like we said, we got El Desperado, Bushi, Master Watto, Robbie Eagles, Doki. You didn't tell me Robbie Eagles. Oh, well, Robbie Eagles. Not that that's not that it I bothers me at all. Uh, well, Doki, who is officially signed to New Japan. So to me, Good that's for the him. best news. Robbie Eagles. So all right, here we go. Good stuff. You Thanks. told me this was the good block, so I'm gonna I'm gonna need something here because we're okay. struggling a little okay. up. Okay, again. all right, all right. El Fantasmo. You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you you're lying? You have to be lying. This block's actually terrible, isn't it? Well, no, I think this block is good. I think you don't like El Fantasmo and you don't like Doki, and you know I like Doki. I like I'm fine with Watto, right. but like you got to be joking. <laughs> All right. Well, then let me let me take it in the high gear. Um, representing United Empire, TJP. All right. That's a that's a no go for Scotty. That's a no fly zone for Scotty there. I understand why. No. Okay, next. <laughs> From Mexico. From CMLL, Teton. Oh, he's good. He's yeah, fun. Yeah. CMLL. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Terrible. From Gleet, L. Lindemann. Yeah, baby! There's the win. Yeah. That's a win for the boys. That's a win. We love awesome L. Lindemann. Give him the full fucking thing. Give him the whole thing. Him and Desperado is going to be amazing. That's all that matters. 
Yeah, El Lindemann in here is going to be great. They've been teasing El Desperado for a while, so I think that's going to be very solid. Oh, we got two more? No, we got one more. Oh, that's... This is not the better block, by the way. <laughs> Representing... This, this could be the best fucking wrestler of all time. Representing AEW. The Ring of Honor pure champion, Wheeler Yuta. Oh, Yutes! Yutes! <laughs> How about Yutes? <laughs> Yutes, baby! Yutes got his ass in there! <laughs> Hell yeah! So the B All block right. is Master Watto, Robbie Eagles, Titan, Bushi, El Desperado, Doki, El Lindemann, Wheeler Yuta, TJP, and El Fantasmo. I'm going to need to give New Japan a call. I'm going to tell them, listen, CMLL sucks. AAA is where you need to go. Listen, I know if you watch a AAA show, you're often let let down. But <laughs> but they have the talent. They have Dragon Lee. They have Bandito. Yeah. They have Dragon Lee. They have, Dra- they have Dragon Lee. That's all you needed. Yeah. God. The, the big news item that most people aren't really talking about right now is that, like, they New Japan is going with CMLL. They're not doing AAA, which means no Dragon Lee. And, and that would also mean that, you know, Dragon Lee signed that, like, one-year contract with New Japan and Ring of Honor or whatever that weird deal was. That is also seemingly over, I guess. So <laughs> that means no Dragon Lee. We get Teton. We get CMLL. Teton's good. Teton's good, but it's just, you know. He's not Dragon Lee. Not, he's no Dragon Lee. So Well... To start, this is a lot better best of the Super Juniors uh, lineup than we had the past couple of years. I think that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. Um, the A block absolutely crushes the B block. I don't care what anyone says. Um, that being said, Here, I'll, very excited. I'll, uh, very excited. I'll uh, uh, slack you over the pi- the the picture so that you can see it we for got, yourself. We have Viva La Lindemann, so this is all that matters. I'd have him win, obviously, um, because he's a Lindemann. Um, I'm gonna slack you over the picture so you can see the um, the lineup for, the lineup for yourself, so that we can talk about some of the uh, matchups uh, that we're excited about. I mean, honestly. Here it is. A block is really sexy. You know, we're talking about, uh, you know, okay, things are interesting. better than I originally like thought when you announced it. But the, the order I announced it in is really blue balling you for for a bit there. there blue, B block has a couple of stinky winkies, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's no fucking chance in hell. I watch Bushi versus Elda Elf Phantasmo or Master Watto versus Bushi. Probably, probably almost the entire lineup versus El Phantasmo. <laughs> Or the whole lineup versus Bushi. I think um, I think El Phantasmo. I will watch El Lindemann versus everybody. So. El Phantasmo versus Doki would actually be pretty good. I think. Legit, I I do legitimately think that could actually be pretty good. It's a hell of a take. Uh, I think Wheeler Yuta obviously is the big name coming into this. I mean that um, is that that is a yeah. that is an exciting pickup because not only is it you know best of super juniors exciting and also slightly ring of honor <laughs> you know it is slightly ring of honor um but that leads to the possibility of who could show up in the G one climax right well, I'll tell you for, I'll tell you for damn sure Mister Utes definitely could win this damn block 
That would be interesting. I don't think he's going to win the block, but I think he's going to do better than most. I think he's in There's the very upper 50%. Few, like, A block has, like, all of my choices <laughs> for what I thought was going to rep- win the damn thing. Yeah. So now that, like, I'm looking at B block, my hope is Lindemann or Utes. My expectation is, like, TJP. <laughs> I, I, you're forgetting Desperado. I think Desperado being in there. Is I don't very think they'll have him win though. They just took the title off. That's maybe true. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe they do. I mean, uh, this would be so. This would be match at Dominion, right? So yeah. uh, what would Lindemann be a great versus, match of Taiji Shimori versus somebody? I think Akira is winning. So, mm. Mm. I don't know. I'm not sure about Akira. But uh, I, I well, he's very good. I I, I want to see how they book him, if that makes sense. They gave him a little video. They gave him a video. They gave him a black surprise. A lot of points. I think that's a guarantee. Yeah, I think he'll get a lot of points. I think you know Zane's probably gonna be near the bottom. Connors is and Austin will probably be near the bottom. Kanemaru definitely in the bottom. Taguchi probably. I think the Austin too. won't be in the bottom. I think I think Austin could be like the. Upper lower fifty percent. Does that make Unless sense? They want to be like, this is payback for making Jay White lose a match. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. I think overall, this is a very exciting lineup. Um, this is the best lineup we've obviously seen in years. International wrestlers are coming into the country. Not only international wrestlers, but you know, L. Lindemann, people coming from other companies coming into this. Yeah. Uh, it would have been cool to see like a Noah wrestler in here, maybe. But then, who who of the juniors do you are you bringing into here? Yeah, Bushi Road has made the decision this year that we will work with people mm-hmm. and we will make things better because of it. Not that Stardom needed it, but that has been the Bushi Road decision, mm-hmm. and I am enjoying it. And this, you know what this tells me more than anything? The G1 climax is gonna fucking rock. It's gonna slap, baby. <laughs> if this if is that a, thing, if this is gonna be amazing. Anything similar, you know, we're gonna get like an impact wrestler in the G1 climax. Give me Josh Alexander. We're gonna get a uh a new Japan strong wrestler, or one or two, probably two. Well, the one that I thought, probably not anymore. Who were you thinking? Uh, Mr. Dickinson. Ah, well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Um, well, I could see Fred Rosser or Filthy. Filthy, maybe. I, I think they might consider. I don't know if they consider him. I think he might be a junior. Anyway, but Fred Rosser, I feel like definitely. Um, Brody King. Put Brody King in here. At least signed AEW. Well, yeah, AEW. Give me Eddie Kingston. I would like Eddie Kingston. I feel like it might be like Brian Danielson, which would be just as well. Great. I mean, that's the that's the one everyone wants. Um, he clearly wants it too. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see. But hell of a start, hell of a tournament. I mean, I think I would have been more excited had we not had that you know big freeze. <laughs> so like, I was just sitting there like, oh my god, who was it? Who was it? And then you know we come back and. This guy dropped El Fantasma on me first, and I'm like, "What? What are we doing here?" Is it El Fantasma and then TJP and then Tetons? Yeah, that, that was a real whammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you saved El Lindemann and uh, Wheeler Utes for the end, and that's all that matters. Yeah, I think any match involving El Lindemann is must see. Any match seeing with 
Wheeler Yuta is probably also much must see. People forget Wheeler Yuta was in New Japan strong before he was in AEW. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is the all of these people were in New Japan? I mean, well, maybe not Lyle Lindemann, but uh, you know Teton? these. What's that? Teton was in New Japan Strong. No, but he's been in previous Best of the Super Juniors. That's true. Um, he was in the last good one. That is true. That is true. Him, where? Yeah, where's Volador Junior? Where's Volador Junior? Had Bandito and Dragon. <laughs> That is true, and I did. Uh, the no, no Kushida, obviously, in this lineup. I think that's an ah oh, fuck. That's right. He's definitely gonna show up the night of the finals. Yeah, he's got um. Like, what up? He's not coming in until like June ish, apparently. Yeah, what's the fuck's up with that? Why? I think I think he's not coming in until like Dominion. So I, don't, I think we're not not gonna see him for a bit. Um, that's stupid. Yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Um, but Yuta is interesting. The the people, new faces, of course, Lindemann, Yuta, TJP, Teton, uh, Claude Connors, Ace Austin, Alexander, Francisco, Akira. So I'm excited. You know, if I got my way, L. Lindemann would have been in that A block. <laughs> I didn't I mean, get my way, though. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, we have we have eight new faces out of 20 people. Right. Yeah, that's a win. That's a win. With what? Uh, seven of those eight, I believe. Maybe six of those eight never being in the best of super juniors before. I think that's a that's a huge positive, huge win. Very excited about best of super juniors. And uh, I think Linda Min is going to do really well. One, he's the G Rex champion, so obviously, like, if they want this relationship to work out, you can't just have him fucking job. Um. Two, I mean, Gleet and New Japan are now sh- kind of sharing talent. They get Lindemann, and Gleet gets fucking Shingo Takagi teaming with Shima. So it's like, oh, okay, so they're legitimately sharing talent. This isn't a uh, AEW DDT situation where here you take Takeshita, and we'll give you back Michael Nakazawa. Like this isn't. <laughs> they're not doing. Okay, we'll take out Lindemann, and you can have. Uh, chase owens no yeah sound good like this is like a legitimate trade-off mm-hmm. very exciting um i was hoping for shima not gonna lie uh maybe we got t-hawk in the g1 perhaps well well t-hawk action i mean you get shima new japan cup you get ellen lindemann in juniors and you get t-hawk in the g1 t-hawk was in the uh champion carnival this year mm-hmm. so that'd be a hell of a accomplishment for him to be a little bit of everything but i'm excited i'm excited this is a hell of a tournament and uh there's gonna be a lot of great matches unlike the previous year so that's cool best of super juniors 29 starts may 15th again we'll have live english commentary so two weeks away so get strapped in folks i'm excited about it a lot of interesting stuff coming in the pipeline of New Japan. Uh, and oh, so yeah. let's talk about it with Wrestling Dontaku. Uh, a really good show. Even more newsworthy than, uh, than, it, than the quality of show, I would say. A lot of stuff coming out of Wrestling Dontaku this morning. Um, Scotty, I feel like we got to get into it. Yeah, I mean, I only watched the last two matches, but I kind of know all the big moments already. So, 
Well, let's talk about it because that let's talk about the main event first, because that post-match promo thing will also get us into a lot of the other news. So starting off with the main event, it was the IWGP World Heavyweight title match between Kazuchika Okada and Tetsuya Naito again. Uh, this little trilogy has now uh, seemingly wrapped up, but I could also see it moving forward. Um, I kind of I had the realization today that maybe they are um, hyper uh, condensing the Okada Naito storyline, and that we might eventually that might lead us to a Wrestle Kingdom match with like Naito winning it or something. Um, so I, I've had that thought today, but otherwise I thought it was a really great match. That closing finishing sequence of Okada with the sort of like like oh, right Inoki Itsuguri yeah the Inoki the, into the, the flosion into the yeah. it was it was that was amazing into the Rainmaker just beautiful history all tied up into that one finishing sequence just great match Scotty what did you think of it Yeah I mean I I didn't expect anything less than a great match and they somehow were able to change up what we had seen from them earlier this year um, in their first title match to make this, you know, unique in its own way and very entertaining to the end because doing this rematch, you, you know, you expected Okada to win, but at the same time, you're like, you know, they could switch it. They, they could make that switch um, because, you know, Naito could easily have one more run as champion in him. And when he hit that second Destino, they got me. They had me fuck line sinker. They got me. Um, but it was it was it was just great. It was a great match. Like everything they did was physical. You know, they start exchanging slaps in the middle of the ring. I was like, whoa, what am I watching here? This is is this, this is an Okada match? And you know, Okada's not usually slapping people. Um, and then that finish was just you know perfection. So a great great main event. Another great main event in the um long list of main events for Okada this year. And uh yeah, this was this was fantastic. Yeah, sadly we got no Stardust press from Okada, so no five stars from well, me. Um but, well, you know. Hey, you know, it's you want them can't to always start? have five stars. <laughs> I yeah, I, I feel like this is in a good good trilogy between the two guys and you yeah. know, you, I mean, the New Japan Cup match was clearly their weakest, like mm-hmm. no questions asked. Mm-hmm. But I love the two title matches. I thought they were both great. Yeah, Naito always shows up for the title matches, and it's just it's very great to see. And you know, if we get more, you know, I could see it happening in Wrestle Kingdom. That would mean that uh, you know, Okada would have to make it through Dominion, make it through Forbidden Door with whatever potentially could happen with that. And then G1 Climax, and then just make it through a couple challengers. And then maybe that would also mean Naito wins, winning the G1. I think it's I could feasible. definitely see him lose at Dominion. <laughs> I just want to say that. Uh, you know, we're about to get into that. But I do want to say, if I had to rank the three trilogy match, like this latest trilogy, mm-hmm. they could go with the first one just beating out this third one. Because the first one had that, drama of naito hitting the stardust press and you're like holy shit holy shit and there was just something about that it felt really special but this was great i want to say this was a fantastic main event Mm -hmm. it's just there was something about the magic in that one you know naito hitting the stardust press in that first one versus not hitting in this one 
Plus, yeah. this is the third match. Are we expecting yeah. to win this one? Right. No, the first right. one we were like, oh, okay, yeah. maybe. But uh, yeah. here, definitely, I, I don't think we're thinking that. Um, which, you know, that, that does that kind of hurt the match? Sure, but ultimately this match is great. I, I Honestly, I think, you know, match wrestler of the year is still, to me, up in the air, but I feel like Okada is making just an amazing run. At, uh, yeah, every main event he's having now is kind of just separating him from the rest like this past month i saw some people start to get closer and closer and closer to him yep but he always has at least that one match per month where he breaks away again uh for you know and then everyone's left catching up so you know wrestler of the year is far from over we're just entering um you know the second quarter of the year Mm -hmm. so it's not like not quarter uh third of the year um <laughs> but you know you never know you never you never really know but it seems like okada as long as he has this title he's gonna you know be in the running oh, and yeah. at the forefront of that conversation oh yeah and i'm super excited for it i'm super excited for this um he's, plus, gonna, add an, he's gonna add another one next month <laughs> next month uh looks like we got a dominion match because after okada you know cuts the classic promo um uh really uh uh complimenting naito on his slap exchange which popped me out of my chair that there was that one naito slap that was just like oh hot damn um jay white's music hits and he mm. runs down with gato and uh he got run <laughs> that is true he briskly nothing about what he was best. doing was running he briskly walked at best and uh made it into the ring uh they faced each other off gato attacks okada from behind they beat down okada and then jay white gets on the stick talking about how who he is let me remind you all goes off on his accolades and the rest of bullet club comes down uh, we got your new IWGP Tag Team Champions and Chase Owens at Bad Luck Fale. You got your new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion and Taiji Shimori. You got your new Bullet Club member in Juice Robinson. Um, and of course, you got the return to New Japan in Gorillas of Destiny, not Gorillas of Destiny, uh, in Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. So a wild uh, Bullet Club summer is upon us. Because it looks like, folks, we got our Dominion match. The return of Jay White into Japan proper against Kazuchika Okada. I mean, I think this is, you know, we could say how best of Super Juniors was exciting. We could say how the two, I thought the two final matches of the show were fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the return of Jay White to New Japan proper for me is the most exciting part because you know there it was only you know one or two months ago where you know they announced the new cup new japan cup lineup and we looked at it and we're like yeah jay white's never come back is he <laughs> and it started to feel like that he seemed very happy you know just being in the u.s and wrestling an impact and jumping up in AEW, and he seemed content he seemed very content and uh thankfully for our sake, he was not content. He is back in New Japan. He has a serious chance of winning that title at Dominion. I think people need to talk about that. Um, of course, I haven't looked at Twitter. Maybe, maybe people are talking about it, and I'm just not paying attention. That's very possible. But, but, but I do think that this is going to be 
a fantastic match when it happens that legitimately can go either way, which benefits it completely. I mean, Okada and Jay White have had great matches before, and I think this has a chance to be their best uh, because Okada's at the top of his game, and Jay White has become so much greater since the last time they went head-to-head. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a little bit of uh, history here a little bit. Last year, not only so New Japan is back. Can we say it? Can we officially say it now? Yeah, New Japan's back. Um, Jay White's back. New Japan's back. Uh, Pretty much. (laughs) Not only that. Not only that. But last year at Wrestling Dontaku in May of last year was the last time Jay White was in Japan for New Japan for Wrestling Dontaku Night One and Night Two, where he won the Never Openweight Title, and then it was in a six man the next night. Which so there's several points. Jay White is back. He returns to the same event he left, quote unquote, at a year ago. Uh, plus, I'm just gonna make the the asterisk note here that uh, you also know that New Japan's back because wrestling Dontaku, unlike last year, was only one night. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say. Thankfully, it's not two nights anymore. That was terrible. So we got a one night event, wrestling Dontaku, the return of Jay White. Um, and I, I wouldn't say Bullet Club strong. I, I, you know, it's, it feels like they're emblematic of that. Sh- <laughs> it surely exists. It, uh, you said something before the show, which is like, look, it looks like they're recreating that 2015 AJ Styles post-match win promo thing. And it's just like, yeah, yeah you know, the Bullet Club doesn't look as good as it did back then. No, no, but they had all titles and, they had the pose and everything was like a lot of people say bullet club should just go away. <laughs> just like stop. Um, and clearly it's not going to happen. It's not going away anytime soon uh, because, you know, with Jay White back, it's mm-hmm. definitely not going away. If you, if you were ever to get rid of it, it was when Jay White was gone. Now he's back and uh, now they have a lot of gold. Though I do have an interesting, uh, I don't know. Maybe I missed something earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. But where, where's, where if, if it's Bullet Club summer, like you said, what, why is it not Hot Boy summer? Where, where is the house? Where is where is the house? Where's the house that torture built? Yeah, yeah where is it? They I just weren't know. there. They just weren't there. Evil, of course, had a match um, for the Never Open title that he lost in. Um, he, uh, what, what we'll get to there. We'll get there. Hold your thought. Um, what? <laughs> and looking at the rest of the card, that was it. No other, no other hot faction member anywhere else on this card that I'm looking at. So let's start there, since I spoiled it for you. Never open weight title match. Tama Tonga defeated Evil 13 minutes, 25 seconds to win the never open weight title. Now, I spoke about how much I really enjoyed the New Japan Cup match because we were able to see that new Tama Tonga. It was a big surprise. It really worked here. I thought this match was still really good. Not as good as the previous one. Still really good stuff here. Um, very interesting stuff. Uh, Tama Tonga is a good, good foil too evil doing the shenanigans because Tamatanga has the knowledge, the history of doing those shenanigans. So he's someone that can go out. There was the point where 
the big shenanigan in this match was Tama Tonga has evil in the sharpshooter. Uh, and so uh, uh, Dick Togo runs over to the bell and starts ringing it, ringing the bell. And Tama Tonga's like, I won. Oh, yeah, I won. Turns to the ref. Oh, wait, shake my hand. And he's like, the ref's like, no, 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 you didn't win. He's like, I heard the bell. I'm like, I got him in sharpshooter. I heard the bell. And then it, that wasn't it. But uh, eventually Tama Tonga was able to get the uh, the win and win. And is your new never open weight champion. Um, Scotty, you're hearing that news first time. You didn't know that. So I spoiled it for you a little bit. Um, but let's get your thoughts on that story. <laughs> this is funny now because we were saying New Japan's back, yet every champion after the top two kind of sucks. <laughs> oh, they're so lucky they have Okada and Tanahashi. I'm just going to say <laughs> that. They're so lucky because uh, – we got some suspect champions out there right now. I like Taiji Ishimori, uh, Ishimori. Yeah. Uh, but whoo, uh, that those tag chip titles are as fucking rotten and useless as they've ever been. Um, they you can just fucking burn them as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, the uh, which, which, I don't ones? Know, which ones I don't even know who the junior ones are, so that would be, be six or nine still. Yep, team six or nine. All right, so there you go. They they can be, they're they're good, they're fine. But it's 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 the tag titles and now the never open way title. What is happening? What is happening? I, don't get me wrong. New Japan's back. You know you have people coming in. Blah 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 blah. You're again. You're lucky to have Tanahashi and Okada. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow, I uh, wasn't <laughs> ready for that. wasn't Wasn't ready for that. Uh, that's not. I'm not. Like I'm not mad that Tamatanga won the title from Evil. Yeah, it's just like, really? <laughs> like Evil? these are the champions you want to go into the summer with? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> like Tama- I mean, Tamatanga might be the never open weight champion going into the G1 climax. I don't think he'll that long. The title switches like it's fucking nothing. But to be fair, the U.S. title does too. So well, we seemingly oh, have nice. we potentially also have our Dominion never open weight match. Because after the match, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson come out, beat down Tamatanga. Of course, continuing the Bullet Club drama there. And uh, I don't remember. I, I don't remember if he said it after the match or in the post conference. Uh, but Carl Anderson made it known. But he is challenging Tomatonga. They, they can do that at Capital Collision. <laughs> oh, well, you actually know you're probably right. That's probably where it would happen. But yeah, yeah he's going to challenge Tomatonga for the Never Open Weight title. Yeah, because I got to keep remembering that that shows in two weeks. So they can they can toss whatever they want onto that show. They could toss Okada versus White on that show if they really wanted to, but I wouldn't. I would not do that. Uh, that's your Dominion match. Um, Okay, okay, now I get the field. Now I know the field of champions. Wow, okay, good for Tamatanga, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, sure. Where's Kenta? See how badly hurt is this man? <laughs> like, badly, I holy guess. crap. I want him back. I need him back. He was doing great work to kick off the ear, and then he, you know, destroyed everything in his body and couldn't continue anymore. But that man, you know, walked into Noah, was fucking Kenta again. Then he has that crazy match with Tanahashi, and we haven't seen him since. So give me Kenta back, and maybe not in Bullet Club. Maybe just let him be Kenta. 
Let yeah. him be don't let him don't make him do the heel stuff. He's amazing at the, you know, just hurting people part. Pull him in, pull him in uh Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, 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 oh. Put have him have him like on the Japanese side training. Who was um, Yuta? Who is do you know who X was for the opening match? To who replaced Fujinami? Oh, I mean Shiro Koshinaka, of course. <laughs> Of course. Okay. Going down the line um, of going down the line of news, uh, if you like. Um, uh, of course, there was also the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Taiji Shimori. He defeated El Desperado. You and I haven't seen this match, so we're not going to go into that. But I'm sure it was very good. I'm sure it was very good. People seem to enjoy it. Um, uh, plus, now we have Ishimori heading into Bosch with the uh, title. So that's yeah. uh, very interesting, especially with his block with Hiromu, with um, Alex Zane. You know who the heck knows going to beat uh, Taiji Shimori and maybe get a challenge. Hiromu and Alex Zane—that's who you picked. <laughs> well, okay, you got to get an upset in there, baby. I'm over here twirling my mustache like I'm, a, I'm my own Alex Zane. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> moving on. We have, the, of course, the IWGP Tag Team title match. Bullet Club, Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owens, defeating uh, United Empire, Great Okan, Jeff Cobb, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshihashi to become the new IWGP Tag Team Champions. Wrestling was a mistake. <laughs> Wrestling was a mistake. We could cancel it if we wanted to right now. No one would bat an eye. Um, why? I just don't. I just don't, I don't get, it. get it. I don't get it either. You, I don't know why. You have Cobb and Ocon right there. People are excited about them winning, and you just take it away from us instantly. Whatever, man. I was never gonna watch this match. Now I know I don't have to watch a tag team title match for a couple months. It was good. You know, nope. it was it was sizable. You know. Nope. Um, it, nope. it is confusing. I, I know that New Japan is very much interested in pushing uh, Great Okan. I am. I, I was under the assumption that this tag title run was part of that push, not a cup of coffee with the title. Um, so I'm. I I'm confused there. Maybe we'll see what happens with it. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, it's not. It's not going to be the Dominion match. I doubt it's going to be a capital collision match. So I don't know why. I mean, to what? To break them up to go into G1 in July? That doesn't make any sense. Your guess is as good as mine. This is the worst move they made of this show. Let's talk about the IWGP US title match. Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Tomohiro Ishii to win and become the new three-time IWGP U.S. heavyweight title holder. Woo, baby! Great match. Hiroshi Tanahashi. Match of the night. Oh, yeah, agreed. 100% agreed. Not, not even a question for me. Uh, these two fucking went out there, and they were like, yeah, we might be older, but it doesn't matter. We're still great. You know, Tanahashi was in his element. Ishii was in his element. You know, they fucking... Ishii does a sling blade, and mm-hmm. Tanahashi's just does the 
the vertical drop brain buster and they keep you know they'll hit each other and they'll rise up and i'm just like sitting in my chair like i'm rising up now Mm -hmm. it was great it was it was fantastic i don't know what tanahashi and osprey would have done they probably would have also had a great match so i wasn't really concerned there but you wanted to put in a replacement for a big spot um you haven't done ishii and tanahashi in i think it was five years in a singles match which is kind of crazy so it made it that much more special. Uh, Tanahashi has a specialty the past couple of years of being thrusted into a match the week of mm-hmm. and absolutely delivering in that spot. Um, of course, he was already in the match, but you get the point. Ishii, you know, just gets back to the back to Japan for this, puts on a show. Now he's going to go back to the U.S. and fight Josh Alexander for the Impact World title because he can. And that's great. That's great. But this was awesome. Every part of this match was awesome. It was exactly what I was hoping for. Um, it had Ishii trying, like, you know, full on. This was this was as good as Ishii can be, especially at this part of his career. Yep. And this was Tanahashi being Tanahashi once again. Uh, this guy, this guy's ageless when it comes to just being the best. Oh yeah, it's just it's fantastic. I, I in a weird way, what like kind of partly helped this match was the fact that it wasn't Osprey, it was Ishii. We knew it was still gonna be a good match, but it immediately lowered everyone's expectations. Which, right. when these guys exceeded those, it was like holy crap! I wasn't expecting this kind of match. And yeah, the the doing each other's moves, the Ishii Sling Blade, the Tanahashi Brain Buster, you know, just some some great effort by everybody. It was just, you know, oh god, it's just both of these guys are still good. You know, it, you you see like Ishii's U.S. runs and sort of like, all right, all right, you know. This okay. is I'm gonna I'm put, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. This was the best back to back matches New Japan has had all year. What the I, IWGP US and the world? Yeah, like I don't think I don't think New Japan has had a better one-two punch this year. That's not a shot at anyone. I just think the main event was great. The in this match was, you know, just fantastic. Like it was a hell of a one-two punch, and they absolutely delivered. I'm thinking back to see if I can think of any other. Well, Wrestle Kingdom, no. Wrestle Kingdom, what was the semi-main of Wrestle Kingdom? Okay, um, Tanahashi and Kenta. That was fine. It, it was good. It was not really as, good. Definitely not as good but, as, I agree, definitely not as good but, as... Uh, well, it, it wasn't as good as this. It was a good match, and that was probably my that was probably my pick for their best one-two punch at the time. But mm-hmm. I think this was better. What about night one with uh, Okada Shingo? El Desperado Hiromu. Um, I thought the Desperado Hiromu didn't live up to my expectations. I thought it was good. Again, really good match. Just I didn't get there. Yeah, we're we're talking uh pinnacle. Yeah, yeah. They just these I thought these two killed it, these two matches. It was everything you it's the reason people watch New Japan, I thought were these two matches. You get and they're very different, right? Yeah. The second, the first one's physical and fired up. The second one is a 
you know, kind of a flashback to their greatness, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, they're doing different things. They're giving you the drama. And yeah, I just thought unquestioned, probably the best one, two punch they've had this year and probably in a long time. Oh yeah. Just a fantastic match. I love it. Um, And then juice. Yeah. And then following the match, Chase Owens comes out and he says that, uh, I beat you. Remember, I beat you, Tanahashi. So, I, and I never got my challenge for the title when you had the title. And Tanahashi's like, "All right, you can have it." And Chase is like, whoa, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" He's like, "I don't. I actually don't care about that anymore because I have a, some tag, some go around my waist, the tag titles. But I do know someone that I can give my challenge to." And then man walks out, ski mask, leather vest of Bullet Club on the back, jeans and cowboy boots. And he, and he uh, gives, gives, you know, he turns Tanahashi around, gives him a quick left hand. Tanahashi falls. He picks him up, puts him into the, uh, maybe, you know, puts him into the uh, unprettier. Maybe it's Tyler Breeze. Maybe it's Christian under the mask. No, no, no. He rips it off. It's Juice Robinson, the man that a month ago, Went on live Wrestling Observer. Played live. everyone. Played Brian everyone. Alvarez. And this man, you got you, everyone forgets. And I forgot too. We all forgot. This man is an old school worker. This man has great promos, which means he's a great actor. This man went on live radio and just poured his heart out. And we all and the sad truth is, is we also all believed him. That we were like, that's yeah. bittersweet, but like I see it. This man, he's done a lot. I can see him not wanting to do it. His con- he's like, oh, my contract's over. We all thought that was it. He said his goodbyes at Windy City Riot. And then out of nowhere, May 1st, day after his contract is over, maybe he has a new contract, comes out. He definitely has a new contract. <laughs> and, I, and I think we may have our Capital Collision match. Uh, that's my guess. That's what I'm thinking. I, I don't think it's a... No, no, we don't. What do you mean? Tanaji's facing Moxley. At Capital Collision? Yeah. Is that confirmed? It's not confirmed, but that's that was the whole plan, so I'm sure. Nah, you, no, do. you do Juice Tanahashi here. It's not happening. They, You have John Moxley go on the microphone at Windy City Riot say, at Capital Collision. No, you, you, you don't do it there. You do it at Forbidden Door. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to see. I mean, they, they now have to, two weeks to build to this show with one sh- one of their shows that they're going to use to build to it um, is a recorded New Japan Strong show. So they're not really going to build anything on that. Mm-hmm. And they're also just off for the next two weeks. So mm-hmm. they're just going to have to announce card and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. I, I I feel that's why I feel like this is this match is this match hotter currently than Moxley Tanahashi. Oh shush! Nothing's hotter than that. <laughs> when I say hotter, I mean like is the is the most built. Maybe that's what um, I should say. Is it the most built? Is it built more than the Moxley Tanahashi? No, I think the Moxley Tanahashi one just has the built-in fact that. John Moxley continuously says that Tanahashi is afraid of him. So what? What's what better than not have the match at Capital Collision and then do it at Forbidden Door? I think you're working yourself into a shoot, brother. <laughs> That'd be true. 
Uh, but yeah, but, but let's talk about it. Juice Robinson, Bullet Club. Not only is he back in wrestling in New Japan, but he is officially a Bullet Club member. Uh, uh, Carl Anderson dubs him Rock Hard Juice Robinson. That's his nickname moving forward. Rock Hard Juice Robinson. Uh, that officially means that uh, Tony Storm is a Bullet Club babe. Uh, as I saw someone tweet on Twitter. Um, so can't wait for that. Um, Tony Storm closer to stardom than ever before. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, so what do you think about Juice Robinson not only returning but also joining Bullet Club? I'm happy he's staying in wrestling. Um, you know, he wants to clearly change it up. I think he's in need of a change up. Oh yeah. Um, if Bullet Club's the way to do it, then so be it. Well, yeah. Bullet Club needed something. Uh, it needed a little juice. If you will you needed some juice oh they got them some juice you got some rock hard juice rock uh, hard juice <laughs> moving on <laughs> uh but yeah no that's uh i'm excited i thought this was a very good show highly recommended i think you know highly newsworthy every match had some i mean l- literally looking at the card here scotty the last five matches all had like bullet club involvement you know, you had the, te- the tag team titles of Bullet Club winning. Never open weight title of Tama Tonga winning, but Gallus Anderson come out and beat him up after the fact. Taiji Shimori winning the junior heavyweight title. U.S. heavyweight title with Juice coming out and beating up Tanahashi after the fact. Juice, the world heavyweight Juice. title with Jay White coming out and beating up Okada after the fact. Bullet Club summer is upon us, baby. Yeah. Can't wait to see the House of Torture part because I'm confused. Yeah, we'll we'll see if we'll ever get, if we'll see if it turns into a hot boy summer. Hot boy summer, <laughs> evil and like a speedo. Oh, Jesus Christ! We're pro hot podcast, baby. I I'm always pro hot. I'm always pro hot. I don't I I don't, I don't know. Somehow somehow I think House of Torture is going to end up the baby faces out of this. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I think somehow evil is going to be the baby face. Went over Jay White and company turn on him. You know, I just realized no Chris Bay. No Chris Bay. Where's Chris oh. Bay? Oh. Hmm. It sucks. That's a little unfortunate. Yeah. Ace Austin, though. Ace Austin. Still good. Um, no Mike Bailey. What a shame. Yeah, no Mike Bailey. Well, let's talk about hoping. the. I'm uh, hoping for the speedball. <laughs> you would hope. You would think so. This guy's been also potential wrestler. Of he the probably year. has too many bookings already. That's probably true. Uh, He's play, facing Takeshita at uh, West Coast Pro. West Coast Pro. Can we talk about how good that indie is? It's the best indie out there. I mean, Defy is also up there. Did you see? Did you yeah, hear about the Defy well, news? Um, I knew that there was a show. There was a show, <laughs> and after the after the main event, which was John Moxley versus Tom yeah. Waller, uh, uh, Moxley said, "Asked the crowd if they enjoy some tag team wrestling." So that's a quite. What you're saying is quite. There's a chance for Utes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yeah. There's a chance for Utes, but there's also a chance Uh, for a hometown guy to show up. What do you think is more likely? I think it's more (laughs) likely it's Utes. (laughs) I love the idea of of him teasing that, and then it's Utah. I don't know what their next event is. Maybe that's happening during Best of the Super Juniors, so it has to be Danielson. Utes. We'll see. Um. Utes. Let's Sorry. get into some. I don't know. Sad news. Disappointing news. Um, we got. Some- um. Okay. I have a twist on it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Which I'll give to you in a second. But go ahead. Go through it. Um. Well, I'm gonna start off before we get to the NXT cuts. We I didn't write this down in our notes, but let's talk about uh, Impact 
released two talent recently, or people did not re-sign their contract. Cassie Lee, Jesse McKay, uh, former Iconics inspiration, are no longer an impact. Why did you sound like Miss Piggy a little bit? Um, but yeah, Iconics, Inspiration, seemingly no longer wrestling for the time being. Bye. Any 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 thoughts or feelings about that? Any disappointments? Good for them. Go do whatever you feel like you need to do. Um, yeah, I don't have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I when I saw when I saw it, there was a lot of people sad, and I was like, I'm, I feel bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but they seem to want to make this decision on their own, so. Yeah. Why would I be upset if they want to do this and go for it? They they could be doing the juice route and joining Bullet Club. <laughs> this could be a fake out. This could be a swerve. Maybe they'll join House of Torture. Ooh. And we'll get hot boy and girl summer. Yujiro coming out with inspiration. What is Sean Spears going to do about it? Absolutely fucking nothing. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> Tease hitting Yujiro in the head of a chair. Um, you know, it's really just, dis- I'm disappointed about it because that's just, you know, that's a big hit to the best women's roster in the world. So, you know, it's just shut up <laughs> out of here. All right. No, we're having the conversation, but <laughs> you brought it up. We're having the conversation. I were, we were going to avoid it. We were going to avoid it. I wasn't even going to bring it up, but now you brought it up. One, one, we need to. Temper our thoughts and expectations with the impact women's division. Okay. Let, don't get me wrong. I like some of the talent there. They're very good. But we need to chill the fuck out. We call them the best division in the world. Okay. Okay. There's a matter of fact here that one, if we're just going United States, WWE has more women's talent than Impact does. I promise you that. They have the best women's wrestler in the United States on their roster. It's already a better start. But we got to chill out. We got to chill out. The only reason people say is because AEW's women's division isn't booked well. That's the only reason I have to hear about Impact's women's division all the time. Listen, Deanna Perrazzo's not at the top anymore. She's not. She's not. You know where she's going? AEW right now, this week. So chill out. And the people, all the people that got angry about Dave Meltzer just spitting facts about stardom being the best women's roster in the world. You know what you can go do? Go watch a stardom show. Then go watch those two matches from Impact Rebellion. And you tell me what the fuck is better. You tell me what the fuck is better. Because I guarantee you, it ain't impact. God. NXT on, I believe, Thursday (laughs) made some announcements uh, regarding some releases uh, for 2022. So this is, of course, all coming from Fightful, from Sean Ross Sapp. Uh, There is, Meltzer is insinuating that there might be more in terms of main roster down the line. Um, we'll see what happens there. But of course, this is all NXT. All these people got cut April 29th. So they have 30 days, which happens to be what? The day before of double or nothing. So we'll see. 
But let's talk it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about some of these releases. We have, of course, Dexter Loomis, uh, formerly Samuel Shaw, you know, doing the, the, the he was in a marriage angle of Indy Hartwell uh, and Indy Hartwell still there. But Dexter Loomis has hit the bricks. Uh, he he Instagrammed out that he was making a pic. He was in the process of painting a picture to give to Vince McMahon. So that's a self self portrait for, uh, um, for Vince McMahon. But he got cut. I so. forgot he got released. Yeah, Dexter Loomis out. Thoughts on Dexter Loomis? They'll find work somewhere. Yeah, I I think he'll find work. You know, bring him back to Impact. That's fine. Sure. I think he could be a fine fine sure. addition in that that field. Sure, maybe you can add him to the women's division. No, yeah, that'd be weird. It would be, but I, I don't see. know. They're the best. Maybe he wants to be part of the best. That's true. You know, maybe he just wants to be part of the best of something. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Sam and Shaw. I can imagine. I can imagine seeing him. Again. I'm more so just looking forward to them explaining what happens to Indy Hartwell and how her husband is no longer working for them. <laughs> yeah, they that angle is now completely destroyed. They just started teasing. Dexter, and this is the thing that frustrates the most about NXT and all these releases. Why the hell are we releasing Dexter Loomis anyways? Why not just call him up? But also, you were in the middle of a storyline. They were just starting a storyline, or not even just starting. They're like week three of a storyline with Dexter Loomis and Poker Guy becoming a tag team. Like, oh, let's put this together and become a tag team. What's his name? De- who? Dexter Loomis? No, what's what's Poker Guy's name? Poker guy's name is Joe. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Couldn't be far further off. What's his name? Duke Hudson. Duke Hudson. Dukey Wookie Hudson. Ah, oh, I forgot it. Yeah. I don't even watch NXT 2.0, and I knew that. Yeah, but they were they were in the middle of the storyline. That's what it is. I mean, I don't know how old Dexter Loomis is. He's 35, I think. Really? I mean, bring him up to the main roster. I don't know why you're not. <laughs> you just... Listen, listen. The yeah. best thing they had for LA Knight was to make him a manager on main events. So. Oh, like, sorry. Dexter Loomis is 38 years old. Oh. How Ooh. long? How, time out. How oh. old is Indy Hartwell? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, let's see. Indy Hartwell. I think she's like 24. She is 25. She is she is my age. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> Whatever. All right, moving on. Next first. Harland. <laughs> no Sorry. Harland. Yeah, this was a big one. This felt like the biggest one for some people. Wasn't the biggest one to me. Uh, but it certainly is interesting seeing that he had all the buzz when they signed him. You know. People say, oh, he's an ex Brock Lesnar. No, he just kind of looks like Brock Lesnar. He wasn't the next Brock Lesnar. Uh, there were always reports, I remember, that a certain Bronson Rex Steiner, a.k.a. Braun Breaker, was the shining star of that class, while a certain Parker Bordeaux, a.k.a. Harlan, was the one who at times struggled and wasn't really clicking in the ring. So... Mm-mm. This probably shouldn't come as too much of a shock. Now, now, they didn't give him much of a chance off the bat. They made him Harland, which, by the way, 
just a complete dead gimmick yep. that you give someone. Mm-hmm. But clearly there were things behind the scenes, I'm sure, that were not clicking or not working. Maybe he didn't like it. Maybe he didn't enjoy it. Maybe it didn't work out like they had hoped. The truth is they have they have Braun Breaker. They found their next big star. It wasn't him, so we move on. Harland wrestled six matches, the longest one being a tag match that was seven minutes long. And none of them were good. The most, they weren't even good squash matches. Yeah, most of them, if not all of them, are squash matches. He hasn't wrestled since March 1st. So this isn't this isn't really... Everyone's treating it... I, I, I agree completely with what you're saying. Everyone's treating this like it's a huge surprise. It's not. The guy has only wrestled six matches. He hasn't wrestled in um, basically two months. Uh, the whole report of like the reason we're going to have more of these turnovers, and especially in NXT is because management is going to start sending... There's a report, I think Meltzer had it, that, uh, sorry for not quoting correctly, but uh, the reporter said something about how that basically NXT management is sending up reports about how talent are doing uh, to the main roster, and one of the dead ones are not approving fast enough. I would imagine. I don't know anything. That was probably it. Parlin was probably one of those people. It's yeah. He had a good look. They completely got rid of it uh, and made him do his own thing. And then it, in a dead gimmick and it was, it is what it is. So it sucks. Will he wrestle again? I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I, w- I, I would doubt it actually. Yeah. He does. He have potential maybe, but I agree with he didn't whatever. Seem like he saying. cared for it. I, yeah. I mean, the guy got the contract because it looked like Brock Lesnar. I mean, that's, that's what it was. Yeah, Malcolm Bivens, Malcolm Bivens, the uh, voice of NXT's Diamond Mine stable. Um, well, Sean Ross Sapp tweeting out saying that less than a year ago, Diamond Mine was Roderick Strong, Tyler Russ, Arturo Ruas, Hideki Suzuki, Marina Shafir, and Malcolm Bivens. Only Strong remains. Um, but Bivens... Uh, Sean also reports that Bivens apparently turned down a new contract in February, which obviously ultimately led to his release, which I think is very interesting. The two big names from these releases, it sounds like neither of them wanted to resign at the moment. I saw a similar report about uh, Dakota Kai, who will be talking about shortly. So you kind of get the idea of why they were released. Uh, and I don't think there's two people more in this field that are guaranteed to get contracts elsewhere than these two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stokely Hathaway, which is his you know name prior to WWE, yep. Malcolm Boots, he is going to be signed by AEW in no time. I, I, I think that is one of the quickest signings we'll see. Um, it's only 30 days, he's going to be a manager, obviously, mm-hmm. and instant fit. See ya, Mark Sterling. See ya. You put him. I, I feel like you could put him with Jade. Instantly works. Uh, you could put you could put him with anybody because he's that great. Yeah, uh, everyone's go to is Jade Cargill. I'm okay leaving Mark Sterling of Jade Cargill. I don't think Mark is taking away anything from that act. You know, I don't think it's you know. No, it, I, I'm just thinking it's it would a lateral be better. Move. I, I think it would be better. You know who I think needs it? It would it would actually fit quite well private party 
I think interesting. I, private party just got out of the hole. I don't think they want to get hole. behind private party. Well, they well, yeah, I don't know what's happening with anymore. That. But um, I don't know what's happening with that whole private party situation. But you know, if they're not, if they don't have Matt Hardy with them anymore, and they're still developing and still developing these guys in terms of talkers and everything, you put Malcolm Bivens mm-hmm. in there with them. All I think all of their comedic strengths would align. All of their uh, strengths alone will align. I think. And I think that's be fun. a better group to put together um, hmm. because then you can, and then you can have Malcolm Bivens come out with uh, some sort of velvet do rag, like, like that picture. I got one for around. you. I got one for you. That kind of goes with that. Sure. Andrade. <laughs> Interesting. That I think would be a game changer for both of them because Andrade is a guy that obviously could be a main eventer. The only thing that keeps him back is that he can't speak English all that well. Mm-hmm. And if you want someone to talk the talk for, Stokely Hathaway instantly at the top of that list, I think. Because, you know, you moved on from Chavo. I don't think that's that's not happening, yeah. clearly. They put him with Bandito for that one show, and they moved on. Clearly um, not getting Ric Flair. <laughs> no, no, you're not doing that. That, that ship has sailed. I think... Him and Andrade, then that kind of works to what you were saying. You get that private party angle. Because then you can get that as well. I think that would be a great fit. Him standing then, next to Butcher and Blade would be great. Right. See, you see it. You see it now. Put him with uh, the Andrade family office. Andrade is a really good wrestler, and he has trouble promos, especially cutting English promos. There's a little bit of a charisma vacuum with Andrade. Yeah. Why not? introduce a charisma machine like Malcolm Bivens into this group and immediately lift it up. If any group needs something, Andrade, Butcher Blade, and Helico, uh, Private Party, they need a, a charisma charisma maker like Malcolm Bivens. I, I agree. You, you know what you said to go on that point of like, everyone's on the internet saying, Mark Sterling, get out of here. Put him with Jade. That would be great. Cool. But I don't think that's going to, improve really that much no it will improve it a little bit but not ultimately everything what really improve it all was you're exactly right bivens with andrade family office that would be a perfect match a perfect match a a much desperately needed match for that group they need someone like that he would be fantastic in that role i mean he was i want to give him credit you know he he went to wwe he wasn't used for pretty much the first three quarters of his contract yeah and then they put him with diamond mine and he was great well originally remember originally they put him with indashir no i i i remember i remember but they put him with diamond mine that's when it finally clicked for him Mm -hmm. uh you know you remember that moment where he had the john cena never give up towel and he turns around like no you should like that's (laughs) that's one of the best things ever yeah and uh i'm really excited to see what he does because i think he's you know he don't he's he's just a manager but he's a great manager there's a reason he you know gets so much uh credit um isn't he friends with keith lee probably Probably. I'm pretty sure they were close. He's, um, I mean, he's I friends. Remember. He's friends like a bunch of guys. Friends everyone. <laughs> he's, uh, so, you so see easy. his video? Which one? The thing where he said the only thing he's going to miss? No, I didn't see this one. <laughs> he said it was Zia <laughs> <laughs> The man knows what he's doing. The man knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's yeah, great he's social great. media presence. Yeah, I think he's going to be great. And I think Andrade would you know, he would go from this mid-card talent to main eventer 
with him by his side. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that point. Uh, speaking about people that didn't see that seemingly didn't re-sign a contract, that's Dakota Kai. Um, you know, she's been part of this NXT women's division for the better part of five years. You know, we got a, a team kick, uh, then become a heel, great heel turn at War Games on Tegan Knox. Then that whole thing, she get paired up with Raquel Gonzalez. You sort of start having a Diesel Shawn Michaels situation where. You know, higher ups start looking at Diesel, and they're like, "Hoo hoo! I think we got something here. I think this is the one." And because of that, Dakota starts getting pushed to the wayside. Bailey talked about how she's gonna, when she returned, she was gonna do stuff with Dakota Kai, and maybe that was part of the reason why Dakota was getting looks for the main roster, but never, never, some nothing, never did anything about that. She went back to NXT, kind of just did a weird, crazy person gimmick. Uh, and then that was kind of it. Dakota Kai's gone. Yeah. Um, Dakota Kai has been miscast for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, she, I thought, was always the obvious choice to beat Shayna Baszler for the NXT cha- Women's Championship. You had that story built in from earlier in the title reign. Mm-hmm. She was a fantastic babyface. Dakota Kai is as good a baby face you can have in your women's division as any, I think, because she just, you know, she gives that baby face vibe. Mm -hmm. And she had that great heel turn. She was really good as a heel. I want to point that out. When it came to being a heel, I thought she had some of her best matches in NXT. Um, The problem is there, there clearly came a time where it was either she was going to go to the main roster and probably not be utilized, much like Tegan Knox wasn't, or she was going to flounder in NXT, which is ultimately what she was doing. That's there's a reason she didn't resign. She and, she, got, she was basically dead in the water. Yeah. And and the thing is, Dakota Kai is a great wrestler. She is, you know, I, I I've said on multiple podcasts, I've said in articles, I don't want many people, many Gaysians going to start. Dakota Kai's one that I would welcome with open arms because she's good. She's been there before. So that works out too, but she's very good. She's a very good addition for any roster in the world. And she will be, um, if you're AEW, like this is a, another must have, I think you don't have many must. Let's be honest. There aren't that many must haves right now out there for, uh, their women's division. I think Athena would still be a great get if they ever wanted her, but, Dakota Kai feels like an obvious choice. Like you said, double or nothing's the day after they're done. Um, if they do a casino battle royale, you have a Joker ready to go, even though this is usually the men's one, so I wouldn't count on that. That's but true. That's true. you can also do another mystery women's match if you want to on somewhere on the card and have her enter somehow. Uh, she just feels like an obvious ad, an obvious, you know, top women right off the bat for you if that's what you want um she's gonna go somewhere she's gonna land on her feet that's a guarantee um maybe she wants to be with tegan ox again maybe they form team kick maybe they're a package deal going wherever they go who knows i i think them as a package deal is a but this is like very weird to say about people uh i think them as a package deal is a better sell than them individually yeah yeah, I mean, I know Tegan, 
Tegan's a great ad if she stays healthy, by the way. I want to put that out. Like if she mm-hmm. if her knees can like stay healthy, she's a great ad because yeah, people love her. She's mm-hmm. obviously and she's got a crowd connection kind of, at the wazoo. Yeah, they both do, which is why if you want to bring in a baby face team, those are good too. Maybe if I don't know, I think it would I think it would work. Um them versus Britt Breaker and Jamie Hayter. I'd welcome it. Uh, there, there's no chance she's going to be in the Dusty Classic for anyone that's thinking that. There's no time for that. You know, you have to be qualified by May 11th. That's when it starts. You mean so, you mean the Owen Hart? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Tournaments have been changed. Uh, you know, rest in peace to both of them, uh, Dusty and uh, Owen Hart. But there's no chance she's going to be in that. So, no. If they want her, she'll be there either at Double or Nothing or the week after double or nothing i'm sure um mm-hmm. but i think i think if if tony khan wants to prove he's really trying to make his women's division great or better you go get dakota kai i think obvious very obvious if she doesn't go to AEW, where do you think she lands um i could see her i could see her go to japan i actually could um you know because she's she has the ties with stardom already mm-hmm. um I mean, I don't. We've had this Impact's, conversation about women's wrestlers all the time. Impact. Yeah. Impact's definitely possible. I mean, beyond for anyone after that, after that, it's kind of like indies. <laughs> right. It's indies. But I think she's better than that. Um, she oh, yeah. she did win the Artists of Stardom titles back in the day. So Ooh. she does have a accolade to her name from her Stardom career. Uh, she also fought me, um, I believe, Mayu Yutani for the high speed championship. So there are yes. a number of ways to go here. She did say that she won't be Evie anymore, yep. which was her original name. She said, kind of like how Ruby Soho moved on from Heidi Lovelace. Uh, so yeah. she will be going by something else, but probably like wherever Char- she goes, probably like Charlie, Charlie Kai or something. Yeah, give me, give me Dakota Kai versus Masha Slam. Give me that. Give me give me that match somewhere, sometime. There's a certain TJPW ace coming over, Amelia Masha. She's coming to the States. There's another option for you. And by the way, I just want to talk about it since we're on the AEW women's division. Yeah. I have no idea what's up with AEW. Just be like, hey, we need Yuka Sakazaki. Get her over here. But that <laughs> is what happened. That yeah. is exactly what happened. That is what's happening. Uh I, I I talked to someone. They told me that it seems like the contract is AEW signed her, and they get first dibs whenever they need her. Um, so that's which is a real twist because she's clearly a TJPW talent. Um, and, and, that, why, and if, why not just ha, ha, live in the states? Unless she right, doesn't want to right, live in the states, I guess. No, that that could be it. Um, but very interesting. That's also interesting. But Dakota Kai, she's gonna be fine. She's gonna be great wherever she goes and i look forward to her getting to be a wrestler again uh some other uh names two other names that popped up on nxt uh that people knew about persia parada um and draco anthony draco anthony had sort of like a military gimmick uh he was a former uh he was a booker tree booker t trained wrestler uh down in reality of wrestling so you know he can go back pop up back on the indies who the heck knows? I think it'll be totally fine there. I think he has a good look. I think he can probably go, but you know, it's a matter of how much he really wants to do it. And then Persia Parada, also part of that whole Indy Hartwell storyline with uh, Joe, the poker guy. Um, 
Uh, people really liked her. I thought she was. Nah, I didn't it's, think she was that good. Um, but a lot of people. Her liked story her. sucks though because she just bought a house. Yep, it's another long. She is per, she is someone of the long line of NXT cuts that are. Oh, I just made a big life change. Oh, and I lost <laughs> my job. Never buy a house when you are working for that company. Yeah, don't don't do anything. Just constantly rent. Because the moment you do, you're losing your job. Yeah, and it sucks. That and that and that she's another person that's part of that group of just that that really stinks. I mean, I I don't think she's that good of a wrestler, but uh, that sort of life shit happens. I can see her go to like Impact. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fine. Maybe be the heater for uh, Tennille Dashwood and. And uh, now, I, now I can finally say it though. Um, Indy Hartwell can finally do something useful with her career because I feel like she had been wasting away in that fucking awful storyline forever. So, yeah, happy for her at least. That storyline seems certainly over now. Oh, uh, they're gonna, they're <laughs> Dave Meltzer tweeted this out. They're just gonna put him, they'll put her on a beach like they did with Wesley and not explain what happened and just be like, here. Now he's sad and depressed on a beach. <laughs> Nowhere to go. I was like, that's pretty good. God, Wesley. Uh, other people that have been uh, released were Raylan Devine. Um, she was the sister of Mace, a.k.a. Face, a.k.a. Uh, oh, really? Brennan Williams. Yeah. Beautiful, like super, like six, over six foot tall woman. So, you know, she got cut. Uh, Mila Milani. Um, she was someone part of that Vegas tryout where they found um, uh, who, they, who was that person? Nikita Lyons. She was part of that that group of people when Triple H who was hi- finding people. Who the hell is Nikita Lyons? You don't know who Nikita Lyons is? She's the girl. Uh, the no, I know, I know, I know. I, know. <laughs> I figured it out. I figured it out. Uh, Sanjaya George, Indian She's signing. The one with the butt. Yep, yep. So Jenna George also got released. She was the, an Indian signing. Uh, and Paige Prinzavalli. She was the one of the uh, female referees for NXT. Uh, the blonde female referee. She had a she had a shoot. Uh, she had a work name, but I don't remember what that work name was. Uh, but yes, those are all the people that were released uh, on April 29th by NXT. Like we said earlier, like Meltzer said earlier. Um, he believes that there's going to be more talent cuts, that these are just the WrestleMania cuts coming later. He believes that there's probably going to be more cuts for main roster people um, right around, right before the time of the quarterly calls. So we'll see what happens when we get there. So we have a month to get through, I guess, and we'll have maybe some more releases by WWE at some point. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there, Scotty. Oh, let me just tell you now. I have to work ten to six next Sunday, so we'll figure ring, it out. <laughs> ring post radio nights. That might be a ring post radio nights. I know I'm uh, going to a Ren Fair on Sunday. A what? A Ren Fair? Renaissance Fair? Oh, okay, okay. All right. Well, we'll figure it out. Whenever you're done with that, mm-hmm. I'll be home before six. I'm be drinking a mead. I'm going to be jousting, throwing knives at a board from across the way. 
I am also off Saturday, so if we had to make something work, we we'll figure it out. But Ring Post Radio Nights sounds very the, possible. The allure of Ring Post Radio Nights is always there. Speaking about, I was going to say the allure, but that's nothing. Uh, it is something, but it, to me, it's nothing. Stardom Cinderella Tournament finals were happening last Friday as well. This is our last full topic. Last and then we have to talk Noah. Yeah, <laughs> very interesting Noah stuff. But Stardom oh, yeah. Cinderella Tournament finals took place. Uh, I thought, I thought the show top bottom, fantastic show. I thought you know every match was minimum pretty good, minimum like three a quarter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. probably the, the the best well, way I can explain this show, except the dark match, is that doesn't count. Um, the best way I can explain this show is that everything lived up to expectations or exceeded. Yeah, and that's that's a win of a show. Yeah, I will say yes, except for one match didn't really uh, hit my expectations, but it might be because of my uh, own biases. Because <laughs> your your hate for Koguma. Yes. <laughs> Someone's going to kill you eventually. <laughs> and it's going to be sent from a bear. I'm just saying. Uh, that's fine, I guess. Um, You'll well, buy a bear. Well, not a real bear. <laughs> that's true. Um, well, let's start off with, let's just go from the top of the card or bottom of the card, I guess. Future of Stardom title match. Hanan. You say you can't, it's the tournament, so you can't start at the. Yeah, Main event. yeah, we got to talk about the semifinals first. So we got the future of Stardom title match: Hanan versus Hina. Um, Hanan winning in six minutes and twenty six seconds. Uh, I, I posted it on the Countout Discord, uh, Scotty, and you agree with me that Hanan is a great future of Stardom champion. Um, uh, the greatest. I was about to say, I was like, you said one of the greatest, if not the greatest. No, the greatest, champion. not one of it. She is the greatest future of Stardom champion. She, I mean, these aren't like four or five star classics or anything. They're not supposed to be. That's the point. But they're they're fantastic. All of these yeah. are all of these have been fantastic. All of these matches uh, have been fantastic. She's been putting great work. I think her selling, her moveset, and everything are very good. And honestly, like sky's the limit. I mean, in this company, yeah. sky's the limit for her. Yeah, you you asked what the ceiling was, and I said it, it it's ace. That that is the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Ace is the highest place you can go in stardom mm-hmm. because there's really only one ace. And if you can get to that level or even near that level, which I think is what they're going for is, you know, you're going to have your Tommies and you're going to have your Sayakamitani's and the Zoomies who also has that ace potential. Yep. Um, and Starlight Kid. But there's something about Hanan. There's clearly just been a goal for them to continuously having her progress and she is hitting every mark they give her. Um, and this future stardom title reign has been nothing but great. And like you said, they're not four star five star classics but they're great because you know it's six minutes of get your shit in get it done make it count make it feel um important like you know they're having great near falls in these six minute matches that make them feel full Mm -hmm. so uh continue keep it going i think she should be champion for another few months because you have outside possibilities now so it's not just the you know, recurring future division, you have outside possibilities to have her face. And uh, I think it's the way to go. 
Uh, I think, uh, you know, sky's the limit. Future is hers. Uh, Cinderella Tournament semifinal match. We got Kagama defeating Hazuki. A little bit of a surprise, right? I mean, a lot oh, of it was definitely a big surprise. <laughs> a, a, surprise. a lot of people expecting Hazuki to go to the finals, potentially win it all. Another one of uh, stardom, keeping on you on your toes a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they gave me what I wanted in the end, so it's okay. But, but, I think if you were to count on, if you were going to go like out of 10, how many people picked Hazuki to win this whole tournament at this point? probably nine out of the 10, like truthfully, like it was as close as possible to being full. Um, and, you know, you get the big upset here and I, I will give credit to this tournament. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of upsets in. they gave you so many upsets, so many shocking moments. I mean, I'm the person that picked Starlight Kid to even make it out of the first round, <laughs> but, but like, I acknowledge that this tournament was ridiculously crazy. Like not many people, we're picking the winner right off the bat. Um, and I thought the match was a lot of fun. You know, they did high speed stuff, which Suzuki's great at. Um, and gave you the great shock, the great shock factor of a tournament like this. Yeah. Just fantastic work. Uh, I, 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 did... I thought this was the best Cinderella style match, like between her and, I thought the next one was really good. And then also the Hazuki Izumi match. Those are my top three, like Cinderella style matches. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in the 10 minute span of over the top and whatnot, I thought these, yeah. those three were probably the best. I really like this match. Uh, I thought it was really good. I thought Kagama did good stuff. I thought Hazuki was, you know, great, great as Hazuki. always. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, um, I uh, yeah, I just thought it was really good. I was, you know, this is my I, I was surprised of how much I like this match. Um, I, I it's, it's well it? well known. I'm not a big Kagama fan, but uh, I am a big Hazuki fan, so that probably certainly helped. Uh, but I thought Kagama did great work. Hazuki did great work. They did that sort of Cinderella style. They did the sort of high speedness style a little bit. You know, very quick six minutes. Uh, and I thought it was very good, and I very much appreciated it. Yeah, yeah, it, it they delivered. They delivered on the pay-per-view stage and uh, I enjoyed it a lot. So it was a good start to the Cinderella tournament part of this show. Mm-hmm. And the next part of that match was semifinal match between Mariah and Natsupoi with Mariah winning in eight minutes and 17 seconds. Another really good match. Uh, yeah, this was, the, this was the beginning of my uh, victory lap on... Uh, on Mariah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if anyone follows me on Twitter, you already know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, everyone, because this has been like a big thing since it's happened, um, where people have been kind of upset with an instant run for a certain Mariah. But listen, I've been on, I've been on the train since day one here. Mm-hmm. I had to hear about the. Oh yeah, Tackle is amazing. She is amazing. Don't get me wrong. She well, hold amazing. on, hold on. But it feels like it's it feels like it's coming no, this, my way. No, this isn't. No, this actually isn't coming your way. This was a legitimate thing that people were doing, um, because when she, because on that first night she was the one that stuck out. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Big time, and I think everyone can admit that. And I saw people already be like, "Oh man, you know, Mariah, you know, she's coming in from TJPW. 
and she kind of just didn't have the same vibe. And I was like, just give it a second. Just give it a second. That first show after that, she challenges Sherry for the world title, has the best match of her career later in that, uh, you know, title match. And she's been nothing but great since then. You know, she's leading. She's part of God's eye. She's the number two there, clearly. Mm-hmm. And everything that she's done since then has been great. And I love what she's doing. I love the idea of pushing her because this is the funniest thing about Joshi fans is that I am watching people complain about pro wrestling Noah and how they only put over old people. Stardom goes right in on these young folks, <laughs> right in on pushing Mariah to the moon and there's complaints. I think it's great. I thought this match was really good. Natsupoi is fantastic. You know, she has been amazing in every match she's had this year on a big stage. Did it again here. And the best part of this is that they have established that Kamara lock of Mariah to be a devastating move that she can hit at any time and win. That's good for her future. Plus, you look, you know, Tekla has a championship. Mariah doesn't have a championship yet. Now she has a first accolade. It was a longer build, longer you know, burn to get to a, her first accolade, which is really just like a number one contendership thing. She doesn't, yeah. still doesn't have a championship. So right. Cinderella th- is seen as a very big deal. Yeah. So I understand why people have kind of gotten upset, especially when the idea of Hazuki winning was there. And Hazuki obviously has been waiting for that spot but hazuki's established hazuki doesn't need the cinderella to be known that yeah she can challenge us for the title at any time and possibly win it uh and the cinderella tournament is like kind of what that does is it establishes people that's kind of what yeah it it lifts them up yeah that's always what it's done and uh it's it's always worked out so i thought it worked out here yeah totally agree uh and also natsupoy very good in this match i I love this natsupoy yeah, if they wanted to give Matsupoy a uh, title reign with one of the with the wonder ever, no one would bat an eye because she would be great. Oh yeah, um, gauntlet match. Do we have any big takes out of the gauntlet match? Um, yeah, I got a problem with Micah. Actually, I do have a big take, and it's that she took away from me Julia and Momo beating the shit out of each other because she ended the match so quick between them. That was my only problem. Um, it just happened to be Micah that ended up pinning him. So whoever pinned was going to have the problem uh, with me. But they just they just keep taking it away from me, and I'm not I'm not happy about it. Uh, it was fun though. You know, it was a fun gauntlet match. They you had you had so many. The, you had all their pillars in there. You had the Wonder of Charm champion in there. Like you had as many top stars as you'll ever have in one of these gauntlet matches on a pay per view as they'll probably ever have again. It was also like a way better tag team gauntlet match than the one I saw at Impact Rebellion. You know what I mean? Just like so much, <laughs> so much better. Yeah, uh, and then you know you have Tam and Julia doing shoot headbutts on the end at the end of the match. Just, you know, oh, why not? Because Julia's out of her mind and Tam's out of her mind. So. Yeah, Julia, potential female wrestler of the year, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I have her and Saya at the top. Oh, yeah. and Shuri. Uh, high speed, three. high speed title match. Azume versus May Saruga. Holy crap, man! Match of the night for me personally. Yeah, it's the match of the night. I, uh, I, I don't know what I was necessarily expecting from May Saruga. I know she was good, and I and obviously Azume is really, really good. 
But uh, I wasn't. Yeah, I mean, she's... Like my expectations weren't low, but they weren't like super high. It was just sort of like, all right, I, you know, this should be a good match. And it was like, the... holy shit, this <laughs> match is great. I'll give you the perfect uh, way I explain. I, it's not perfect, but this is the way I explain it. Mm-hmm. You know, every match on the show, you kind of went into it like, oh, you know, this will either be good. The expectations for this match was, you know, this can be pretty good. I mean, you, they've wrestled before, but they're not in there like the rest of the high speed division is all the time. Yeah. So you're not going to go into it expecting an amazing high speed match, but it's going to be good, you know, as long as they hit and they're crisp with each other. Because when you do a high speed match, you need to be on the same page or it will blow up. Um, they were not only on the same page, I thought they exceeded every expectation anyone had. I don't I don't think anyone was ready for this match to be as good as it was. And I think we've gotten to the point, you know, you want to talk about best women's wrestlers in the world, best wrestlers in the world. Azumi's in that damn conversation. She is doing this at an all-time high right now. She's made the high-speed title the must-see title, I think, on every pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if that Starlight Kid one didn't get you there, which, by the way, if it didn't, you're wrong. Um, this one had to. And this one had to convince a lot of people that May Suruga is a great wrestler. She, she, you know, she has her quirkiness to her, which makes her different, which happens. And she had that early on. You know, they had the fun a little bit. And I get if that doesn't appeal to everybody, Disco. Yeah. Yeah, fuck Disco. (laughs) Um, But by the end of that match, she was as serious as you'll ever see her. Yeah. She wanted that win. She almost convinced you that win. She hit a Azumi Sushi on Azumi. They had so many great near falls in mm-hmm. this match. They did the rolling on the outside. Um, the, you know, the, the rolling on the, like, uh, like not Oklahoma roll, but, like, some sort of rolling maneuver. Would just Yeah. The, ca- like the camera guy's to... like, oh, oh, God. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and they just had amazing moments. I mean, May does that, uh, you know, she leaps off the ring post into a crossbody. That's like mm-hmm. what she learned from uh, the building of Choco, uh, Choco Pro that they do. Like yep. they wrestle in like this little yep. school building and she jumps off the wall. You don't learn that anywhere else. I'll promise you that. And then, of course, I think the spot of the match that a lot of people have been raving about is, you know, Zumi showing off, doing the double rope bounce. Mm-hmm. catching herself then being like yeah i got it and then going and then absolutely giving uh utami the her biggest bump of the night as well <laughs> uh but the ending with all the pins and whatnot uh i don't where's my notebook <sighs> me trying to take notes is the funniest thing ever um because I'm like, I, 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 I can't do this thing. i can't do it i can't do it you can never do it for these high speed matches um no like we just got we just got craziness here that's just absolute mess because it was insanity, but it was fantastic. It was the match of the night. Anyone that doesn't like Mace Ruben needs to get over themselves. And anyone that doesn't think Azumi's in the conversation as one of the best in the world is wrong. This is the youngest wrestler in that best in the world conversation. She's doing it every single show. And somehow everything she does is so crisp. Like, it's not like she's just going out there and doing a high-speed match and running back and forth. Because Starlight Kid isn't as crisp, I think, as an Azumi when it comes to these things. This was crisp. This was great. 
Mace Ruga had her coming out party, and she should be in stardom more going forward as well. Totally agree. Totally co-signed that. Mace Ruga, uh, 22 years old. Azume, 19 years old. Just insane skill that both of them have. Uh, Mace Ruga, yeah, that that uh, kick off the ring post was just my, I was like, whoa. And I, I totally thought the exact same thing of like, oh, that is totally the because she was trained in the chocolate square that uh, yeah. she was able to have that sort of move. Because I was like, I've, I don't think I've ever seen that. I legitimately don't think I've ever seen that before. And it was just it's so fantastic. clean, too. Like, that's such yeah. a scary. Oh, yeah. Perfectly such clean. Scary thing to do, right? Like, you don't know if you're going to hit that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like perfectly, like, boop and crossbody. And it's just like perfect. Oh, my God. So good. Well, I would watch that match over and over again. Uh, Cinderella Tournament final match, finals of the Cinderella Tournament. Uh, Mirai gets the win by defeating Kagama in 11 minutes and 45 seconds. Now, I'll be honest here, Scotty. I thought this match was good, but uh, I didn't think it was better than either of the semifinal matches. I was maybe. I think maybe it's because of expectations. I wasn't sure if it was a Kagama bias, but to me, this was a slight disappointment for me. Still very good. Yeah. Um, it's It was an interesting clashing of styles, I thought, because had... Now, I do think they were – so this is a theory that I kind of had. I think Bushi Road stardom decided, okay, we can save some big matches here. You know, the tournament sells this paper. The yeah. tournament idea sells this paper. You don't necessarily need big matches in their eyes, which might have been Imurai versus Unagi Sayaka. That could be a big match down the line for them. Or – a Hazuki versus Mirai match. That's yeah. a big match down the line as well. So I think that's kind of what played into this as I thought, started thinking about it. It's like, well, they wanted Mirai to win, but they didn't need to give away a lot. Like last year, you could do Saya and Micah in the finals because they've already wrestled so many times. Mirai's so fresh that she doesn't have that many singles matches. She does have one against Unagi already, but it's different. Uh, when stakes are on the line and whatnot. Um, and Natsupoya also is great. So you put her in there and she gives you probably a better match anyways. Mm-hmm. So that works out too. Plus, um, plus how often are Mariah and Natsupoya going to yeah. have a singles match? Right. This match took a little bit to get going. I think that was where it got hurt a little bit. And then they really picked up the gears. You know, mm-hmm. you get the folding German suplex Kogum hit on Mariah. Mariah absolutely f- destroys Kogum with uh, one of her lariats, which is great. Um, you know, she gets out of the Kimura lock and then ultimately in the end, Mariah picks up the win. I get my, you know, victory lap around the sun. That's all that matters to me. And it was good because you established Mariah right off the bat. I don't know if anyone really expected her to win. I think a finals appearance made sense because that's the story they were telling yep. um, with her of, you know, having these big matches, but falling in the end. So either way, I thought this story could benefit from her making it to the finals or winning. And that's what she did. And it's great because now she's made and now I get to be right and happy. And I'm happy for Mariah because she's like as pure as pure can be. Uh, as you know, if you're a fan watching, it's hard to not cheer against Mariah. She's just everything about her is like so easy to get behind. Totally, totally. 100%. I, I'm excited. And, you know, Cinderella tournament, she gets a wish. I assume it's going to be for the World of Stardom title. Nope, Shardy, uh, it's going to be for the winner of Sayakamitani versus Micah. Whee! 
Really? They usually pick the wonder, to be fair. Oh, really? I thought they always picked yeah. the world. The Cinderella is usually the wonder. The five stars is usually the world. So I would imagine it would be Saya that would win there. Well, seeing that they made a rule for the Saya Mika match that if Saya loses, she can never do the Phoenix Splash again. Yeah, I. Yeah. <laughs> which, which means that we'll get Saya Mirai. I think that's a better match. Plus, I think that's a title change. It's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. I think you kind of deflate it if Micah wins, because then you know it's not going to be a title. Yeah, then it's, well, that or it's just like a cup of tea, you know, cup of coffee, title hold. Which I don't think, which, which they don't do, so. Yeah. Or at least with their top titles, they don't do it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. So, and, you know, someone asked me, who, what do you think is better? I think... Cinderella 2021 versus Cinderella 2022 for the wonder of storm tale. Easy story to tell. Sai has been phenomenal this year. Mm-hmm. Easy match probably could get the best match out of Mariah yet. Um, and I think that's a good, you know, either co-main event, semi-main event or main event for your next pay-per-view. Yeah, totally. Uh, and then your main event was the World of Stardom title match. Shuri defeating Himika, Himika in 21 minutes and 24 seconds. Very good. I, also I never doubt Shuri in her main events. Never do. You know, she's, she is as much of a layup to deliver you a great pay-per-view match as anyone in the world. You know, we were talking about Okada earlier and how he's on this level. Well, you know, Shuri's right there with them delivering great main event after great main event. Big spot for Hameka, who hasn't had that title match in forever, since 2020. Mm-hmm. So you knew she was going to go all out, and I thought they uh, they definitely delivered a great way to close out the show and really put a bow on what was another great pay-per-view for stardom. Yeah, you're talking about Shuri's titles, you know, wins it off of Utami. Defending against Mirai, Julia, Mayu Iwatani, Himika, which weirdly looks like a you know the the um, you know the du- I was gonna say ugly duckling out of the group, but that's not fair to say. Uh, she definitely looks like the the w- weird the more one unique. The one. The, she's yeah, the weird yeah. one out of the group, um, but still very much very much having a good match here. Uh, great. This is probably her best singles match of her career. Pro- yeah, Amica. I'll I'll, I'll pose that up to you. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'll pose that up to you, and I'll trust that you're saying that because uh, I don't know for certain. But yeah, no, what I saw here, I was again. I I think I may have been slightly disappointed or slightly burnt out. I I feel like the show for me started to have a little bit of that NXT isms of like late stage NXT, where it was just like the show's really good, man. The show's been great. The show is continuing to be really good. Yes. All right. right. I've seen a lot of good wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't don't know what that was. So I was slightly down on this match, uh, but I still thought it was very good. So it wasn't like, you know. I I saw some people say it was the match of the night. Um, I think the double, I think the double whammy of that high speed match and then crowning Cinderella was like, it's a ultimate high of highs. Um, so like, I remember when this match was starting, I was like, yeah, okay, I guess I can do this now. Yeah. Um, I, th- I still thought it was great, but I get, I understand where you're coming from. Cause yeah. it's like it, the show. Peaked, all right. That was a lot for me. The show <laughs> peaked at the high speed title, Yeah, went down a little bit, went back up a little bit for the Cinderella final, 
And then it yeah. was like, I was like, all right. <laughs> all right but it works because then they do the Cinderella celebration after, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And if you've seen the original uh, Cinderella dresses compared to what we're doing now of like the high quality ball gowns, it's very funny. Uh, but, you know, cool moment for Mariah afterwards and a uh, good way to close out the show. She is now a certified star for anyone that didn't know before. And I don't really feel too bad about the people that are complaining about her getting a push. I think she's great. I think she's ready. Yeah. And this, she bet on herself to go to stardom and be greater than what she was in the number two Joshi promotion in the world. And she has done nothing but succeed. And that is great. Yeah. Great stuff. Never bad to have too many stars. Never bad to have too many stars. Oh, what do we say in the discord? Never bad to have too many Okadas. That's true. And now let's move on to a company that doesn't know what that means. Noah. Noah, baby. So on Thursday, uh, I believe it was Thursday is when they announced it. Uh, Kazuyuki, Kazuyuki. Anyways, Fujita, uh, mm-hmm. the Stonehead over there. Fujita, GC Heavyweight Champion, uh, announced or Noah announced on his behalf that he uh, tested positive for COVID. Uh, so Kazuyuki Fujita uh, had, was forced to relinquish the title. Apparently, there was a lot of, uh, of course, backstage politicking. Fujita didn't want to lose the title. Uh, saying, what if we do an interim champion? What if we just don't have a title defense at all? Um, and nothing kind of really worked. Instead, what happened is that he got vacated the title. He's no longer the champion. Uh, and that the Noah had to come up with some sort of new main event. Uh, new challenger for Go Shiozaki. Uh, and they put in Kaito Kiyomiya in that role. They made the right move. Totally agree. Um, in a weird way, that's, that's them getting out from underneath Vegeta's politics. Is like, oh, hey, sorry, man. This is what we do in Japan. Is you know, if you can't show up, that we have to rule. vacate the title. Yeah. Ignore, ignoring the rule. Ignore, ignore John Moxley's COVID situation. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, they did, they did take it from him the first time. Yes, yes. Oh, they yes. That, that one um, first time, yeah. So, here nor there. Um. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I feel bad for Fujita, you know, for getting sick. Yeah. That sucks. You know, that sucks because that was a big match for him. Um, you know, the uh report of where they were gonna go from there, I don't yeah. That's where I'm like, oh well, I guess it was so the you know, this uh, that June match plan has always been on the docket for months now. Uh and that was Muto versus Fujita. And then they had to switch it when Muto got hurt mm-hmm. to they were going to try for Fujita versus Junakiyama of DDT. Got to be they cool. Try, which would have been great, you know, big main event. Um, but I think the most important part in all this, right, right, is that Goshiyazaki was just going to go look like a chump. And then Kano was going to look like a chump. And Kaito... Kiyomiya was going to look like a chump, I think. That's that's the part that bothers me. Yeah. Okay. It's, people always thought that, like, because of the results of the main event, which we'll talk about talk about in a second, but 
that like you know oh go Shizaki was gonna win and and all this stuff it's like no it's gonna I be Fujita again and we were all gonna be yeah. burnt out again we you and I were very hopeful that it could be go that if anyone yeah. was gonna beat Fujita that he would allow any young person to beat him maybe it's go Shizaki and go Shizaki not necessarily young <laughs> but maybe maybe there's someone there but uh no here here's the thing about here's the thing about Mr. Fujita. He gives you, he can give you very good pro wrestling matches. I want to say, I want to say that first and foremost, he will, he will. I prefer him way more than Muto. Right. He's going to give you great wrestling matches, but you can't have a guy holding your world title that will not give, you know, he's not going to give up and that, you know, he, we watched, Katsuhiko Nakajima's, you know, he was a star at the beginning of this year, and now he feels like an afterthought. He's losing a tag team title match. Yeah, like, he doesn't feel nearly as big as he did coming into the year. And a lot of that has to do with the way he lost. Um, Mm -hmm. And, I mean, this, this this isn't new. I mean, we watched it with Muto. Right, mm-hmm. that's what happened. Muto had to drop it to Namichi Marafuji, so that Marafuji could drop it to Nakajima. That's how that worked. Yep. None of these old guys, except for Marafuji, who's you know a different guy. I think a lot of people love Marafuji for a reason. Mm-hmm. Is that a lot of these old guys don't want to lose unless it's like a shooter or someone that's established. Like they don't want to lose. This is why the big difference between Hiroshi Tanahashi. And these guys, yeah, because Tanahashi will pretty much lose to anyone. He lost to Chase Owens in the G1 for God's sake, and he, and he might lose to Juice soon, right? Exactly. So that just furthers the point of like, that's my problem with Noah. I have a problem with these guys that you know come in and like I can't lose to, you know, the young wrestlers of this company. And it's ruined multiple. Now, I will say, people say it ruined Kiyomiya. I think Kiyomiya is a lot better wrestler now in this new, you know, this new look, this new version of him than he was then. And I think it's actually helped him. And I think, you know, it's funny. I think the match with Tanahashi and Okada is what helped him the most. I think that really, you know, re-inspired him. Uh, but I also think he still has, like, a little bit more time. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, think I mean, he's, still he's okay. 24. Four, I think so. He's yeah. he's definitely has plenty of time, but ultimately Noah does have a problem, mm-hmm. and we all know the problem. You know, for every Segura and Marafuji, you have a Fujita and Muto. That's 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 a problem, and unfortunately, Noah only sees them as the ones that sell tickets. So that's another problem, and they have they have the information that backs it up, mm-hmm. but. How are these new guys going to sell you tickets if you have them lose like chumps? It's a it's a short. The problem is that it's just short term business. It's like, well, these yeah. are the guys getting us tickets and selling tickets. It's like, yeah, COVID wise, I understand that, right? Is that especially during COVID, you're just trying to sell as many tickets as possible. But now, now that we're bringing in international talent, you're opening and allowing more people into the building. I don't know. I know. Is that still fair argument to make? Is that like, why don't you start trying to push and do these things? I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's money, it's business. So I don't 
blame any wrestling promoter to do that, but it's just you you're you are you've created a shitty situation where now you are stalling people's careers, stalling people's momentum uh because of backstage politicking. I mean, going into that GHC tag team title match, I've heard a similar politicking surrounding Hideki Suzuki. Um, which might be playing into why Nakajima and Kano lost that tag team title match. Um, which is disappointing. It's like, you know, it, it, you just want to see everyone able to work together and understand their level and do all this stuff and not come in and just be like, all right, I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. The, I'm winning. The legends could benefit Noah so much. Mm-hmm. If they didn't have these mindsets of I need to win or I need to lose to a shoot guy. Yeah. Like they would be so much better off. They, they started the year off hot. Yeah. It's fan. It's also interesting. Like that mindset. Cause that mindset is like, I have to lose to like a, a, sh- a made guy uh, or like another legend. Right. The logic isn't like, let me lose to someone and make a guy. It's like, oh, this guy already has to be established. You know, this guy has got to be a thing already. Or like he has to have an MMA background. Yeah. (laughs) They they have zero interest in making guys, which is the most frustrating part of it all, is that like, well, make a guy then, so that you're not, I mean, that's the problem. If you make a guy, then, well, they won't have, I'll have less power in politicking, you know? You know, the, they all sell more tickets than I would, and then I lose all my mobility. So, right. to them, yeah, don't make guys. It, if Fujita won the title, right, as he did, and in the end he was going to put over Kano or someone. Sure. It works. It yeah. works. But that's never what he was going to do. No. So it doesn't work, and that's the shame. But, 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 out of all of this, we got a new GHC heavyweight champion. I thought we got a great main event between two guys that should be your present and future. So I guess it kind of all worked out. You you now have a guy on top that cares so deeply about Noah. So much to and, say that I am Noah. Yeah. And he continues to say, we are Noah. Like, he cares. Yeah. It's not a bad thing to have a guy that cares about your company leading the way i promise it's not Mm -hmm. and if anyone's gonna bring go uh bring noah back to some sort of prominence it's go shiozaki i would hope so i would hope so i think this guy has got a uh potential uh ability to bring this company forward i mean the show sold two thousand tickets last time he had the title he did last time he had the title. I, you know, the fear is Vegeta would come back. Yeah. Muto announced that he is coming back. <laughs> I mean, I mean, legitimately, though, we didn't talk about this, but Satoshi Kojima showed I'm up. I'm excited for that. Showed up. Still, uh, still up in the air, internet wise, of whether or not that is like a one, like a not one time, but yeah. like a short multi-month thing or like he's there now people are still yeah. like uncertain about it uh but then that's the next match for Goshiyazaki is against kojima who is you yeah. know an old an older man but as we've he's seen in new japan man. willing to lose i love kojima i think he's still you know we want to talk about all these old guys that are going in noah mm-hmm. 
Kojima can go still. You know, the New Japan does kind of alienate their older guys, and you know, some of them they kind of aren't good anymore. Tenzan, um, but Kojima and Yuji Nagata, like if you are going to put these two guys in a spot like this, they're going to give you a great match. And the way Kojima wrestles and the way Shizaki wrestles, they're going to give you a great match. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I and I'm excited about that. I, I'm certainly excited. I mean, like you said, as much we're disappointed by the olds. Kojima's a different breed, you know. Kojima's a different breed of old. He is somebody who has put over younger people, who has put over these other people to make them stars. So why not use that to try to make Goshiyazaki a bigger star, a made man who can sell tickets, and maybe you can convince Fujita, convince Muto. Yeah, you know what? Go Shiyazaki can win this one. You know, catch him on a good day. Yeah, um, it's exciting, right? It's exciting. Uh, I think I think Kojima getting that shot is fun. It's cool. He's gonna probably be great. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it uh, because it's a different match that I don't think anyone was expecting. And I thought after that great main event that Shiyazaki and Kiyomiya had. It's a good way to follow up this rate or start this rate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, well, that is it. That is the show. That's our show, baby. Sorry, apologies. It was a little messy. You're getting there. <laughs> a little messy. You know, a little messy. I apologize for that, folks, on my end. Uh, but we got there. I appreciate everyone who stuck around, who listened all the way through to Ring Post Radio. If you like the show, I uh, want to listen to audio versions of it. Of course, it comes out every Sunday on podcasting, uh, wherever podcast catcher you have. You can listen to the show there. There's a little QR code right below my text box uh, that says that you can click on to go subscribe to the audio versions of the show. Um, maybe, you know, maybe you missed the first 10 minutes. Don't want to look for the old stream. I get it. You know, Listen to it there. Um, we are Ring Post Radio. I am Ryan Nightsey. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Nightsey. Match of the week. You can follow Scotty at Scott E Wrestling. Scotty, hit me with your match of the week. No, I asked you first. All right. Uh, maybe, maybe you weren't necessarily expecting this, Scotty. But I'm gonna stay in Noah for a second. Oh, uh, is it the one I told you to watch that now you're gonna steal from me? No, no, no. I'm gonna choose because I haven't watched that match. Uh, I'm going with the loser has to change their name and also get their head shaved match. Uh, between how and, oh. and neo uh that match was really good really fantastic work um uh how is i believe i'm pronouncing the name correctly i don't know uh it's fantastic uh fantastic wrestler just left kano not kano uh congo uh to move into like the the homes team uh he's just he's a great worker he's got a great look uh neo is like a good sort of like older guy that can walk him through a great match like that um and just yeah just a fantastic match between the two they just did a lot of crazy stuff the crazy solid wrestling uh that i love to see it so definitely go check it out that was on the majestic uh n innovation show on the night previous to the majestic show so go check that out that show's got a bunch of like cool guys like slex had a great match i thought uh, Extreme Tiger did a really good match too, I thought. Um, and then I assume you have another match that you want to talk about from that show. Yeah, um, I will give love to one that I'm not picking as my match of the week, but it's worth checking out. Um, the tag team match between Daisuke Harada 
Juta Milwaukee and Alejandro versus the Dragon Gate Zebrats team of Shun Skywalker, Kyo, and SB Kento. Oh, yeah. That match was really good. Um, not shocking that the Dragon Guy, uh, Dragon Gate guys showed out um, because, you know, they're fantastic in their own right. Mm-hmm. But what I thought is my match of the week for things we didn't talk about. No, this isn't coming from AEW. It is indeed coming from Noah. Alpha Wolf versus Dragon Bane versus Ninja Mac. I think this is the Lucha match of the year so far. It was tremendous. It was fantastic. It was pretty much everything the AAA show didn't give me. (laughs) I was going to say the day after Triple Mania. Uh, You know, Triple Mania just, it didn't, you know, I should have been able to come onto the show and said, Fight Kingo and Phoenix versus the Young Buck. It should have been an easy layup. The match was fun. It was fun, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it didn't ever reach that level of great. That match did definitely worth checking out. And with that, follow me at Scotty Wrestling. Goodbye. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Ring Post Radio. We'll see you all next week. You, know, we, you kind of heard either Saturday or Sunday. We'll figure out. We'll tweet about it on the account pod Twitter account. So stick around. We'll see you all till then. Goodbye. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present or future and you're probably wondering where you can go support us you can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms especially along with the count out network of podcasts and also you can support us on the count out patreon as we have exclusive content only on the patreon for all of our listeners we hope that you go listen to your dose of death podcast very soon and see you at the shows Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 